0: That's Andy's master plan,
1: <laughs> bro. You just you just ousted yourself as some secret evil villain, bro. The whole point of this podcast, bro. He's grooming us, bro. He's grooming you and I, bro.
0: <laughs> Christian, I I went over his house like not too long ago, and he was like, oh, you know what i was actually planning to do? Like I was getting a custom keyboard, and then yeah, we had a chat. I'm like, bro, like I I, did, I didn't know my brother was doing it as well. I went home and I found out my brother was also trying to build his a custom keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> and then me and Christian were just having this, like, conversation.
1: So Christian
0: yeah.
1: was yeah. the one who oh, you got, it. got the
2: numpad. Go. So I'm practicing oh, using the numpad. Because I used to have one that was just only, like, without the numpad. Yeah. So I got a much longer one. It, it felt weird at first because I was just having a smaller one. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start using the numpad and stuff like so. I guess.
1: <laughs> 100%, 100%. Well, episode 51. I'll just knock it off. I'll just say episode 51 and we have a noticeable noticeable difference mr kevin welcome <laughs> it's been a long time the thing is when, when we started it when we started this a year ago we said It was like we were in the car talking. Kevin's in the back just dying. He's just dead, right? He's sleeping. And we're just going back and forth. Every now and then, Kevin would wake up in five minutes and be like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 (laughs) And then, and he agreed. He'd come on and, and say, Yeah, yeah, I'll come on like maybe four episodes in, you know, help out and everything. Four episodes in, didn't really get around to it. 50 episodes in, we made it. He's here. Welcome, Kevin. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it, brother. I don't want to make it too formal, but at the same time, I still want to say thank you.
0: Nah, it was long overdue, it's like with Andy and you, Christian, you know. Um, yeah, it was a long time coming, thank you for having me and I'm excited to be on the show. Kevin, when Hi. you joined
2: The call, mm-hmm. like I had instant nostalgia of back in our days <laughs> where we're on Skype calls every week. Like every week mm-hmm. since we're like working together, we'll jump on these Skype calls, we'll review the numbers, do the invoicing, go through past calls, super
0: nostalgic, yeah. Yeah, no. Nah, it used to be every week. So, and then all of a sudden we haven't done it in a long, long time. Because, yeah, no. Nah, when I joined the call as well, just seeing your face it was like <laughs> it was just, it was just allergic through a camera lens.
1: When was the last time?
0: Um, I think be- early beginning of this year. Yeah, like eight, eight, nine months ago. Yeah, was well, probably the last time
1: and in, in that in that nine months you've, you've you've grown a lot brother you've grown a lot in terms of what you've done what you've learned and everything in the job that you have so it just goes to show like we like last episode that we did we did a um a before and after essentially we we reacted to clips that we had um for our very first episode and we were just i was just thinking about that the whole time I was well. like dude with so different people and everything it's just crazy like you can you can always see it like you know from a year ago but I'm sure, Andy, you might have some recordings of Kevin way back in the day. You know, being a being a fresh sales student, bro. Good use that to train all your students.
0: Even back then, it was so bad. One thing I was
1: like
2: yeah. thinking about, like, what's your thought? This I want to get Ke- Christian's thought on it. Kevin was like, I think Kevin graduated university last year, end of year, mm-hmm. and Kevin, you were so chill, and you're just like cruising along, working together. And then just when like everyone's starting to get a job and everyone's stressing, just when the cutoffs happen, you got a job at the beginning of the year and you're like in the workforce and like everyone has been like six months in, Christian has been just applying for freaking jobs early on, but you like found a way and I think that's something that I always found that was like I really admired from you, Kevin. Like you're you're always like really chill and things sort of worked out and I think one, it's a mixture of like when you're like too stressed out opportunities won't come and two Mm. you're like really present when you didn't like you weren't too stressed about things and it worked out and then it usually always does um yeah what's your thoughts kept that's something i always admire
0: yeah um so while i was trying to finish uni obviously i wanted to get a full-time job Like i had other plans as well like um with my dad you know um what i initially wanted to do before all this COVID hit was actually go to vietnam for like a year or two with my dad. Um, so that's why I wasn't too stressed. But, you know, when that happened, my other option was, oh, yeah, you know, I just finished my degree. Let's try to get a full-time job, learn as much as I can. farm here. And then, you know, later on, two years' time, three years' time, we'll see where we go from there, you know, where I uh, move up in corporate or figure out my own way of starting a new business. So, like, that's why I wasn't too stressed. I had, like, plan B, plan C. But, yeah, everything just kind of worked out where, <laughs> yeah, like, kind of new people that helped me out to get me into this job but I was still looking like it, was, it wasn't like I wasn't like very stressed yeah,
1: yeah Kevin how's dad happy Father's day happy fathers day. today is the what is it the fifth of september 2021 happy father's day how's dad have you have you spoken to him recently because he's in Vietnam eh? like because you haven't seen you would he can't come you can't go it's it's a sticky one isn't it like COVID implications
0: so he's actually a Australian citizen so he can actually come back Oh, because okay. he runs he runs his own business. Like, um, you know, the quarantine coming back here, yeah. he's still, he has to quarantine for two two weeks, and then you know he wants to stay here for like a couple of months because he hasn't seen us for like two or three years now, and then we usually go every year, so he would normally come back at least three times a year. I will we'll go there at least twice or once a year, but we haven't yeah. seen each other for like two years now. So,
1: you um, it'll be interesting because, like, yeah, sorry, continue, continue.
0: Yeah, so he's actually planning to come back um, end of this year. So for three oh, months maybe. yeah and he's gonna like i think he's gonna take an extended break out of from work because he's kind of um, he kind of let them know so yeah. uh, he can do it end of the year which right? i'm a, excited about yeah
1: that's the thing with quarantine eh? because he has to quarantine it's one of those things where you either come for three months or like you can't come for a month anymore right you come for either three months or you don't come because Four week, not two two weeks is yeah, it's not worth it at all. So it's good that he comes. But now that you, you know you've had your foot in the door, you've had a job, a nine to five. We call it over here. We call it the rat race. You nearly a year now. Your dad's your dad's is, your dad's there. Your dad's got a business. You have you have you, you're like of it's you're you're stuck in the fork. You know you got two ways going in front of you. You're like left or right doesn't really matter in terms of you can't make a wrong choice. What do you reckon? What do you reckon you could, you'd you'd be more enticed into following? Because at the end of the day, let's be real, it's not, it's not the best working for someone else. If you want to work for someone, you want to work for your own. And obviously, as long as it means that you're making, like getting good fruits of your labor, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, like Andy's doing it. I'm not doing it. You have a choice to do it. So what do you reckon?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Like... This is like essentially like the rat race, you know, like working nine to five, you know, it's not as bad as everyone thinks it is because you know, you got to get start somewhere. You actually got to start somewhere. Like a lot of us, like a lot of us, you know, fin- finishing high school, you know, even if they don't go uni, they, they still do a nine to five anyways, as a tradie, you know, working at an office job. But like, you know, you got to start somewhere before you can kind of branch out. Like I'm sure even Andy knows kind of that like before he even started doing his own business, um, he ran his own business, he had to become like a swimming, swimming instructor and then also worked with a tutor, tutor, right? At McDonald's. So you kind of understand. So everyone kind of understands. So you can't just, just jump straight into like, oh yeah, I'm gonna run a business without knowing what it is like on the other side. But that's exactly why, why I'm you know doing this nine to five now, um, joining corporate, kind of to kind of learn and use the best of my time. So whatever I do choose, Either if I stay in the corporate world, nine to five, I want to move up higher. Or if I do choose to branch out somewhere else, have all the necessary skills to do that. You know, improve my sales skills, leadership, you know, yeah. Interpersonal skills also for me to actually take that next step. If I do start something.
2: um, Before I started this podcast, my next door neighbor, his son came visit his his next door neighbor and he was just doing the garden. I was like, hey, how have things been? I got like 10 minutes before I jump on this podcast and I was just talking to him. And I found out that he works in this like freaking firm. I don't know. I didn't. It's like some SJ firm. I don't know. It's like, and his position is, um, he's like, does account. Accounting, he manages all the finance, the cash flows, deals the relationship with the banks for the loans for the company. And I think maybe they're like an investment company, so it's pretty high up. And he manages all the risk, and he has to think five, ten steps ahead. And I was legit for that ten minutes. I was just downloading information. I was just like asking a bunch of guys mm. downloading everything like a robot.
0: Mm. I was thinking, I was like,
2: this is like what Christian's gonna eventually sort of do. Like, is it's like finance, like um, sort of investing, sort of startup-ish, like. And then my master plan, guys, I'll tell you guys my master plan. My master plan is in 10 years' time when you guys are f-ing beasts, I'm going to put you guys and we're going to all work together. I'm going to put you guys and then we're going to work together and we're going to build a massive thing. That's that's the master plan. You guys skill up in these companies because I can't afford to mm. skill you guys up because I don't have enough money now. So let the companies <laughs> make you fall. And when you guys have these fat sort of like, poof, I don't know, I'm just thinking of Hansel and Gretel. I'll just, like, take it uh, away.
1: Uh, Hansel master and Gretel plan. is not the good analogy. <laughs> 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 you know, the, bro, lure them in with sweets and cakes and then kill them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's Andy's master plan.
1: <laughs> bro, you just, you just ousted yourself as some... Secret evil villain, bro. The whole point of this podcast, bro. He's grooming us, bro. He's grooming you and I, bro. <laughs> he's gonna take us in. What just...
0: uh, well, I do, like you know, when we do kind of have these talks between like us three, you know, even with Peter as well, like Andy is the one that kind of brings like we we can have these conversations because Andy says that some tab stuff, you know, to kind of mo- motivate us because when he says that stuff, it makes us want to make do better, right? Because obviously we see that Andy is doing this. And if I, what can we do right now so that we can like you know do something um extraordinary later on as well it's
1: it's funny you mentioned that because um a few episodes ago i was also saying the same thing where like you know sometimes you know after a shit days of work sometimes you do just you know just sit sit down and just think like okay how can i what can i do or like how can i do something i, I was spoken to andy about it so many times personally as well like off like off camera and everything, right? But it's always a, it's always a question of like, you know, what can we do? How can we do it? And you're right, like, you know, you speak to Andy, you get all these ideas, or like you get all these um, thoughts, etc. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't mind getting poached. I have a price. Kevin has a price. We both have prices. <laughs> we have prices. Poach you guys, yeah. six figures each.
2: Head head the ct CFO chief financial officer chief chief of sales you guys run a whole division for me each
1: you know it could actually work because by that time like you're right like in the sense that experience we'd have is a lot and like the new role that i will eventually be getting into i'll have a lot of like relationship management experience in terms of for large multinational clients so it's like it'll be good you know we'll learn so much in our respective roles kevin's already on his way to being a manager he's he's a big dog already nearly you know so i'll hopefully learn some new things in 10 years and then yeah let's see maybe the price increases you don't know we have a price to our name kevin bro kevin might already be a multi-million businessman bro but yeah that's interesting that's interesting but you're right kevin it's like one of one of those things where we're all so different but it's interesting it's interesting that's where in diversity we find, we find these new ideas etc, but yeah, I rate it, I read it.
0: No, because in the future like we want to kind of learn from each other, one of us wants to be good at some other thing, you know, you know, some, a Christian would be probably better at something and then I'll probably be better at some, at some other things than everyone else, you know, and then we'll come together, it'll actually, it actually work out really well because we're not kind of meshed in the same area, you know what I mean? One thing I was like literally thinking yeah. about this week like Two things.
2: One, one of my goals is I want to, like, help, like, people all over. Like, I want to just give education to people worldwide. I want to build this massive company. And I realized that I'm not going to be able to do it on my own. Like, I'm going to need help from people that are sort of experts in their field. And that's sort of when the mentality, the, the thought is, like, like, what if I just, like, all these, all my friends that are just doing their own thing but doing it really well, I'm going to need their help. Like, my goal is so big that I can't achieve on my own, and I need other people's help. And that also came from anime as well. I was, like, watching anime, I was, like, so cool watching One Piece. How like, the main character has this whole crew of, like, amazing people, and he can't do it on his own. You need, like, amazing people. So it's, like, a mix of it, that.
1: <laughs> it's, the, it's the constant, bro. It's, like, you know, the, the, the anime main character he's depleted of energy he doesn't know what he's gonna do he looks around him bro he sees his friends suddenly powers up to a new level <laughs> he just out of nowhere bro, yeah bro. us one day bro we'll go out for dinner and he will have a monologue out of nowhere he'll just be spitting guys bro friends is everything bro friends is power and then he just starts like leveling up in front of us
0: it's Family
2: is everything. <laughs> friends is everything. Yeah, yeah, friends is everything. It's all about friends.
1: Namaka's number cards. Yeah. That's what they always say. Um It's like, my my friends are my family, bro. Family, say no more, bro. I'll jump right in. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you first started it, I remember having a chat with you as well about your ambitions, etc. Um did you ever see a point where you would have been like ah? Oh, do this by myself or were you always like yeah I need people around me like I need help from people because it's one of those things isn't it like I don't think it's that bad but if you were to do it alone but yeah help is definitely something that would have been needed
2: yeah I think only recently have I like started seeing that hey like I'm gonna need a lot of help like I can't do this on my own to like reach the goals and ambitions I have I can't do it on my own and then I need people's help and I think that's something I want to double down on because I'm thinking I'm like thinking about now. That's like a really big strength Like a lot of CEOs entrepreneurs, they think they could do it their own They try to do it on their own. They don't rely on other people um, and, and I think that's something I want to like double down. I think I watched a bit too much anime <laughs> um, But like I'm gonna need all my friends as help. And, and I remember I had this chat with Kevin and a few of my friends a few years ago I remember this is when I just came back from America it was like three years ago and one of my goals was like, I want to like hit a billion, I want to do like one billion. I remember I called like a few people, one, two people and then the response was like, man, that's, that's going to be like a big goal. That's what one person said. And it was like, that was the type of conversation. Another friend was like, man, like how are you going to get there? Like, how do you have, like, what if it doesn't happen? Like, how can you be so sure that's going to happen? And the third person was Kevin. And Kevin was just listening, he was like, yeah, man, I, I think you, you can do it, like anything's possible. And Kevin was just like, he didn't have any, any unsureness. Um, he was just like, he was like, yeah, for sure. Do I don't know if you remember that, Kevin. It was like a long time ago. And the reason I did that was because I was reading, I was going through this course and he said, hey, write down your goals, tell a few people to keep you accountable. And that's what triggered me to tell my friends. Um, I didn't know Christian back then,
0: but yeah. No, I think I remember. Yeah, it was quite a long time ago and you said that. And yeah, I was like, you know, that's a good start. You know, having that's the point end goal, but you got to have little goals to kind of reach you there. And again, nothing's impossible, you know. Like the reason why people get to that point is, is because they're taking those steps. Like no one can be lucky getting becoming a billionaire or even a millionaire, right? they've all reached there because they've done something to kind of get to that point. Mm. And
2: then to answer, I
0: was going to say, to answer Christian's question,
2: I think back then, I was in a state of like, yeah, I could probably do this on my own, but my goal has increased so much since then where I'm like, with my new goal, I'm going to need help. I'm going to need my friends' help. I'm going to need to have really close people that I can trust around me.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like, you need the people you can trust. Otherwise, it just can get a bit sticky business is business you know what i mean and like i haven't experienced it firsthand but i'd like to think i've seen enough tv shows to see what happens in businesses when you know snaky friends people you don't trust inside you know it's <laughs> it sounds stupid but <laughs> the premise is still there you know what i mean but at the end of the day you do you my friend you got to do whatever you know fits your boat and works out for you but yeah Super keen, super keen, super keen.
2: Dude, one thing I recently discovered was like, people always said like, this is something that you would always hear. Um, always stick with your old friends, your old friends are the OGs, you hear all the rappers talk about it. And it was like weird, cause like I went through a phase where I just started networking, meeting all these cool new people. And I was like, oh, like as you grow, you meet new people and you make new friends. Mm-hmm. And then sort of, you maybe like let go of some old friends. You don't talk to your high school friends anymore. And I thought that was like the route, but then as I'm growing older, I'm starting to see what they mean. Because it's weird. Like I do meet all these cool people, but everyone is doing their own thing. Everyone has their own ego. But your old OG friends, they're the ones that really don't really like. They're supportive. They're, they don't have any. They're not. There's not much jealousy there because they see you from the beginning. They're doing that. They're on their own path. They're not trying to compete with you. And I'm finally starting to understand that. But I think there's a mistake from, like, old friends. Like, imagine if I just hung out with all my high school friends or something. Versus, like, old friends like you guys. It's like, I have to pick certain old friends. Um, I can't just hang out with people just because I've known them forever.
1: Mm. At the end of the day, the key word I reckon is OG. Like, OG, original, old friends. Like... It's kind of one of those things where, like, I don't talk to many of my old, old, old friends. High school, yeah, I still talk to my high school friends, but at the same time, not a, like. I think one thing is not you have got to always remember not everyone's gonna like support you in the same way that certain other people would, and they're not always gonna like you know, like share the share your your wins, your achievements, be there for your losses the same way. Some people might celebrate the losses and sympathize, not sympathize but like you know look down on the winds etc you know what i mean not, not saying that they do but yeah you're right that's more like classification between new slash old i don't know but og i get it like people that have been with you from the start in the terms of you know always stock by no matter what i
0: yeah no i definitely agree like when it, not not old friend, old old friends because like even with my old old friends say i had like a group of 20 people in high school right i'm only close to like two or three of them that I actually tell them everything, you know, and I'm like tight with them. Like, you know, including you guys, as well, you know, that's what I consider like my OG old friends. But I agree. Like, you know, new people that you meet, you never know, they could be in competition with you. And you, you don't really see that. Whereas old friends, they're kinda of on their own path, like what Andy said. And they're not there, they're you know, they're there to bounce ideas, help you out. So no, I agree fully there.
1: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna segue to something really quickly. I haven't listened to any of the two albums yet, but we've had a big week in music this week. We had a big week in music and, and a lot's happened. Just, I just wanted to segue just before we get to interview. I mean, it's been a big week. We've had two heavyweight dons in rap come together. It's been kind of interesting because... Drake's been promoting it heavily in what Toronto with the billboards and everything everywhere. You've seen the billboards and then Kanye started putting up some billboards adjacent to it. Right. And then Drake did some in, okay. Drake's a 34 year old man still rapping about love. Like, like anyway, right? Anyway, I haven't listened to it. I, I want to know what you two think Donda or CLB, what are your thoughts? Do you enjoy? Are you vibing with it? It's, it what, what's going on? Yeah.
0: So I've actually listened to both of them. Like Donda, not fully, um, I listen, listen to a couple of tracks here and there. Um, I was skipping through when I was in the car, um, whereas CLB, I actually listened to that yesterday, like going through the album. Um, but my thoughts are, like, I do think they're both good, but I, I, like, um, I like CLB better, Drake
1: clb yeah
0: (laughs) andy even though it's more of a like a lovey tub album
1: but not even that because i feel like drake he bro he's drake he knows how to make music it doesn't matter what he releases anymore he's literally reached like the highest of heights anything that he puts out bang bang yeah creates trends like you know when he announced that album cover everyone's like what the <laughs> that. But what did it do? What did it do? It got people talking, yeah. Right? It got people talking, yeah. Everyone knew about it because it's just like, bro, what? It's just the wackiest thing ever. I think Kanye would have tried to do something like that with just a plain black album cover, but at the same time, when C will be released with, yeah, <laughs> it's it's
0: oh, it with ice more, that could-
1: yeah, it caught people, it's like, even over- it
0: wasn't special a bit special That
1: yeah you're right it wasn't it wasn't as like it wasn't special at all but it was more interesting than just a black canvas and as a result people are just like bro what is that and more people saying like what is that what is that what is that make it, it brings inevitably more intrigue to the album you know what I mean at the end of the day I don't really rate Kanye that like it's not that I don't rate Kanye it's more that I've never been that into his Music as much as other people have, I can appreciate the older songs, but the new album, I'm the same. I didn't listen to many songs from the new album. I listened to Be half of it. I enjoyed a few songs here and there, but I don't know, Andy. What do you, What do you reckon? What are your thoughts on everything? Like, do you Do you reckon? Do you reckon Kanye's a genius? Or do you reckon Drake's a genius? Surely, he's one of the two. To like Kanye, I
2: think I was listening to every track, and it just I just kept hearing the word Jesus. I was like, I was just not not that I don't like Jesus. It was just like too religious for me. It was just like, whoa, man. It was just, I think, <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait, side note. andy felt like he was getting indoctr- indoctrinated by his like, bro, what's going on? I'm joining a cop. I listen to this album,
2: yeah. Um, I think Kanye's big skill is he can just create these weird melodies, these different sounds, and just really unique. But I think Drake is just good for making slaps. And I think, like, dude, in America, I don't know what it is about, like. Everyone loves Drake in America. In Australia, it's a bit different, but I noticed coming back But everyone's like frothing and waiting for his next album And like I sort of got indoctrinated into that and I'm a big fan of Drake. I love Drake So I am a bit biased and and listening through I I really like Drake's album I only listened to like the first half still need to go through it And I was pretty shocked of how many tracks I was was like yeah, there's a lot of tracks for me to dig into Um, But yeah, so far I I definitely like Drake's new album over the It's like i went through a bunch of kanye songs i, I couldn't sink into any of them i don't know they all, like they just they all sound the same it was like hmm? it was just like some weird melody and it's just like i don't know it was just chanting it felt like it was just chanting in every
1: song <laughs> kevin andy found himself like subconsciously praying and he goes wait wait what's going on he's like shit no turn this this album off right no but i agree with you because like the thing is when an album releases the first thing that you do is you scroll through it just to like see how many there is then you go at the bottom and see how long it is right both of them are long albums there's no going on but they're both long albums so like for me to like when the way i do it is i see it initially unless they're like an artist who i really really like hold to a high regard I'll, i'll like section time out of my day to really like deep the album right but these two, I just saw, I'm like, this is actually a mission. I don't know if I can, like, this is going to be a mission to, like, listen to the whole thing. So I'm the same. I, I listened to the first few tracks of Kanye's and usually I like to listen to the whole, like, on my first listen, listen to the whole thing through and then skip. But Kanye's, I was just like, uh, nah, next. And then Drake's the same. I was like, uh, nah, I can't be bothered listening to this one or this one has features, I'll listen to this one, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, for me personally, none of the two are album of the year, but... I can appreciate
0: what they are. What are your thoughts on like artists not showing features on their songs? It's kind of like Donda, like Kanye. You know how um, I think Travis Scott dirty, for, I um, reckon. Like it was, it had no features, and it would just you hear the uh, random rappers. Yeah. What, what, what do you, what are your thoughts? I don't like it. Well,
2: uh, I think it's like I don't know. I think it's like you want to sort of give credit when it's due. Uh, but maybe Kanye is is built so much, like maybe he's he's like the, he's sort of one of the goats, and he sort of had a place where he can do that. Like Elon Musk is a point where he can take credit for everything, and like little do you know, it's like he he doesn't know how to build rockets, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone thinks he does.
1: Everyone thinks he does, yeah. Like I agree with you in this sense that it's dirty in the sense of like. Just give the credit but at the same time if they're releasing a song together you know behind the scenes is all these things going on where like obviously they wouldn't like the thing is okay he- here's what i think about it. any other artist that releases an album with appearing to have no guest features or get features i think it's like one of those things where they have a mutual agreement with the other artist, with the feature artist being like oh i probably won't put you in the title of the track but you'll be in there but you know you know, big love to you, big love to everything you do, etc. They get paid, obviously. Whatever is like, everyone knows with features that comes a charge, etc. Like they have a mutual agreement to be like, yeah, dude, it's fine, all good. It's your album, do whatever, right? But Kanye, bro, I feel like this guy, he probably told him, yeah, like he's one of those guys who'd be like, yeah, yeah, your name will be on the album because at the end of the day, when Kanye drops an album, it's what everyone will talk about, right? It's it, like all eyes on that, and then to have your name alongside it is like a huge thing, right? But the way Kanye goes about his business bro he probably tells people yeah yeah don't worry and then later on just does something else completely different you know what i mean like he's just he's it's hard to say that he's a nutjob or a wacko because he probably is going through some serious shit like bipolar disorder or whatever but yeah i don't know that's my thoughts on i I do think it's a bit like schemey but what what do you reckon kevin
0: no i think um i think he did it for a real reason because you know how um both Donda and clb were hyped for this year, went for the job so uh, I do think that Drake kind of—I mean, like Drake. So Kanye planned it out to kind of be like when he, because he released his album first, to kind of have that sense of mystery. So when he, so all the Kanye fans would be like, "Oh, is this all Kanye? No, no features on there." So they want them to listen to the whole thing thing to know which feature artists are on there. I, I guess it, worked, it can work as a, in a positive note where everyone's like, "Oh, like you know, damn, I want to listen to every single song," but also other people who were like, just like, "Oh, I just see this." see through the list or no features Uh, I'm not a Kanye fan I'm not going to listen to it yeah 100% right yeah it's like both but I feel like Kanye did attack it in that way where he wanted he wanted it to be mysterious
1: yeah but like I feel like that that works when you have already established like an amazing foundation for yourself to be like I am Kanye West you know what I mean because at the same time it's a commercial like music is heavily commercialized there's no two ways about it right in the sense that Money is everything in music. So, yeah, you're right. Like, he's, he got to a level where, you know, he's a, he's a king. You can't deny it. he is a king, right? So, he's a king. So, he can do whatever he wants at the end of the day. But, yeah, it's pretty interesting because I know some albums where you know some songs don't have any features listed on it and it comes up for like as a surprise and then other songs do have features listed on it but yeah you're right like as a, as a casual i'm looking through it, i'm like oh no features okay let's see what's up yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah
1: i'm not i'm not that invested into it yeah dude so talking about that one
2: <laughs> thing i've been doing a lot more is like being honest like i'm like honest being honest is actually really really powerful like if you're honest like dude sometimes i'll talk to someone and then like after 10 minutes of catching up, I'm like, uh, I don't know what to talk about now. And <laughs> then it, 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 it's awkward for a sec, but then they start bringing things up to talk about and they reignite the conversation. And after I run out of things okay. to talk about, I'm like, uh, I'm actually, I don't know. I, I've ran out of stuff to talk about
1: again. And I was like, all right, us what i will take, I'll take the mic off you, Audrey. <laughs> 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 kevin how you been like I, do, I, I told you to potentially come through with anything that you might want to discuss about or mention or talk about is there anything that's on your chest burning otherwise we'll, we'll move on to another topic otherwise
0: um you guys have probably heard about it nfts Mm, interesting. All right, all
1: right. Have, have we have we heard about it, Andy? I don't know. have <laughs> literally... actually
0: purchased as well. Really? Oh, what in a face cap. Face. Okay. Let's dig into this. Have you guys been on OpenSea and like having a look at like projects? And, yeah, I've actually done well, some research and um, I haven't bought into any yet, but it's actually captured in my mind and like I'm like, damn, like I hear people like spending $1,000 on this project. And then the next day or a couple, a week later, it's like worth 100k. But obviously, it's not as like, um, yeah, have you heard about board, the board Ape um, project? Yeah, so one of them, um, not my mate, but a mate of my mate, he has a mutant, mutated ape um, token, NFT. But he doesn't know how much it's worth, because he doesn't know how much the guy bought it for. But the floor price around there was around 12k. Wow. So, see
1: i did see that those those looked interesting see the whole thing for me is i'm seeing so many nfts right and like you can do your research and everything but from what i want to know so the research you've gathered because i haven't looked into much like we've talked about nfts a lot in the we started it like like maybe 20 episodes ago that we started talking about it the whole concept behind it and now it's ramped up a lot like in that space when we first started talking about it to like now um you've seen new projects come out and everything we talked about it like a few episodes ago coca cola entered the nft space they had a project that they released you're seeing logan paul spending hundreds and thousands of dollars to a million dollars you are seeing curry the eight has, project um, oh steph, steph curry, curry for, eight,
0: yeah steph, steph curry from the nba state warriors he bought a project for hundred eighty thousand dollars
1: see like see that there's those there's those ones that like have been essentially established in the sense that the board ape is well known now right like if you own a board ape, like you're going to be set but in saying that also the floor price increases because it's highly popular so like I don't know, like, it's just such a new thing for me where, like, what forms of research do you do to enter a new project? Do you just, like, essentially hedge your bets on one and just, just, just like, fingers crossed and hope that project takes off? Or do you just buy something that looks cool? I saw some sushi NFTs or some sh- I a or so- a board. I was gonna, I was looking at one that was, like, barely anything to buy. It was, like, a board soccer monkey or something and i was like you know that looks pretty cool i might buy that but like it was nothing i don't know how it works so like you gotta talk, talk me through it what research have you done what what would incline you to buy one like is there is there some is there like something in the project in terms of the development of the project which makes it more enticing than others because i'll be honest when i see when i look at an empty i just see a f- picture
0: right <laughs> talk- yeah bro. <laughs> talk to uh, me um, yeah so i've done research in the sense that like It's essentially like stocks and like NFTs and like cryptocurrency when you purchase and get buy-in, right? If the project that already blew up, like, you know, skyrocketed at high value, it's already too late. You buy into it, there's a high chance they're going to lose money. So you kind of buy in early, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news in the sense that NFTs as well. So like when you do want to start a project early, you have to kind of think about what, future implications it has and what are the benefits if this can even blow up because you can either lose a lot of money or make a lot of money doing this it's even riskier than cryptocurrency and like shares like 10 20 times because it's non-tangible like that yeah yeah like the perceived value is like is about other other people trying to buy into it and if no one wants to buy it then the value of it won't be high so
1: I'll, i'll quickly jot in because i'll quickly jot in because it's non-tangible, but it's also tangible. At the end of the day, you come out with a digital asset, right? But you're, you you said, because I don't know, that's why I'm asking. You said, um, you know, you do your research on a few of the projects and see if they're going to blow up. And I'll be like, oh, this is what you said. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. You said, look at the future implications of a project and anything. To my knowledge, all of these projects, they're just a JPEG file. What what future implications? Like, I, I generally don't know. Talk to me. No,
0: no. Um, so NFT is good in the blockchain, right? They've actually um, so it, these JPEG photos. It's not just a photo. Like some of these photos can actually evolve, like, kind of like the board Ape project. So um, when they first started, actually, I like, I believe they like released up to only twenty thousand $20, dollar of these these board eight projects. And then I think half a year later, they they released it, um, and they evolved it into mutant apes. So they can actually so you have to buy like some serum or something from another NFT, and then you you Combine them together and it the ape turns into a mutated ape, so that's what it means by future implications. What they can actually do, NFTs can is also a game, as well. You know, um, there's a horse betting um game on that NFT, like you buy into a horse that I've, I've heard that can be sold for fifty thousand dollars, like really fast. It has like stats like speed, jumping, you know, health of it, they can like breed, <laughs> yeah. So it's actually like a game. So that's what I mean by future implications. Like NFTs can actually, there's another world of it. It's not just the photo, what everyone thinks it is. But, I, you know, I do see the other part of it where like you're, put, you're putting so much money into just like such a like a photo, but there's actually also yeah. extra added stuff that you can't, you don't even know yet. And yeah. they're still adding more and more and more.
1: Like you, you mentioned the sporting one, Andy and I, we, we talked about that the other week, didn't we, Andy? Like the the sporting, um, how, like, NFTs could evolve the future of, like, online betting and sporting and everything, right? And then we were talking about last week, we talked about Habo. <laughs> Remember Habo? And you could buy your own, like, NFT avatar? I don't know. Andy, Andy, what do you reckon?
2: Dude, there's this game called Axie Infinity. It's, like, an NFT game. And apparently, streamers or just everyday players are making 1500 a-, a month.
0: Yeah, I heard about it. Yep.
2: How do they get paid? Does the I heard there's like maybe what, what I've heard and research is you can join guilds or clans, and if the clans do well, the game pays the clan and the clan distributes it to the clan members. Maybe how do how do you earn a thousand five hundred a month in Ethereum in that game, Kev?
0: Yeah, I'm not too sure. I didn't do too much research about Ethereum Infinity, but I've heard about that game. Um, but I've researched other games as well. Um, there's there's another one, I can't remember what it was called. But essentially like Pokemon Go. And it's like connected to your phone. And then you know how in Pokemon Go, you walk around, you find um, Pokemon. This new other game, there's like spots where there's like Ethereum, like 0.00001 of it. Like it's like 10 cents worth of Ethereum. Then you walk over to it and you pick it up. Wow. Yeah. So you get money playing the game. And I do think it's the future of the gaming because you play to earn, right? And... Because you know when people pay a law, you're like wasting your whole time. You're not going to become a pro. You pretty much just wasted like an hour of your time playing this game. But whereas if you if it's like an NFT game, you can actually play to earn money. So even you put money time into it, you're earning money. That was really interesting though, I mean I, I do believe it's still very very fresh. And even though it's gathered a lot of hype, it's nowhere near what it could be yet. But I do think I do think the new the projects that are popular now won't be popular in, in a year time. Something else will come up. Like those apes that people bought for hundred and eighty thousand dollars, they're gonna lose their money. That that's not gonna be one anymore and it's gonna be worth like maybe ten K, five K, maybe maybe it might be more because it's now a legacy, you know, NFT. But it can go both ways, you know, it's such a high risk thing to get into yet. But it's very very interesting to learn now because I do think in like five years' time this thing will actually pop off in that sense where it can be any or anything and um to add that as well you know tory lens so he actually got into nfts as well he actually um he he believes that it's going to be a game game changer for new artists because um if artists you know that are new and then people who have like their fans they can own the nft of that artist and if that that rapper or artist becomes popular then the fans make money with the with the artists and that's what Matorianz um, did, I think uh, I think he sold 1 million copies of his, of his um, album for $1 each, and then it, it went up in price. How yeah. much is it worth now? I'm not too sure, but I've heard about
2: it. Here, while you're searching that up Kev, two things. Yeah. One, Guys, I'm saving up. I want to get a CryptoPunk. I want to get one CryptoPunk. That's the plan. I don't know how long it's going to take to save up. It might take whatever, but I want a CryptoPunk. Hopefully, it drops in price. Jay Z has a CryptoPunk. So, yeah. Two, I think the future is going to be like everything's going to be like you pay for what you use. Sort of like, unlike Netflix, where you sort of pay $30 each month. The future is going to be you pay for each second you watch every second you watch a TV show you'll pay like 0.01 cent and that will go to the creator um, mm. Similar to like how storage works right now. There's like these um, cloud Crypto projects where I could put my computer or my NAS or my hard drive up to the cloud And I get paid when people store things into it and the people who store things to it They pay to store and it's this supply demand type of thing where if there's a lot of storage Then it's gonna be cheaper for the people to store their items on But the store people who are like storing out their things, they're gonna pay a little amount And I think that's gonna be the future where you pay for everything you do And you also get paid for everything you do
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, so for Tory Lane's album, he sold 1 1 million copies in 0.57 seconds wow. for a dollar each um, a week later a week two weeks later it was worth $24 each Whoa. And, that, and that was 24 days ago so people believe the album is going to increase in value you know Tory Lanes makes money on top and his fans made money on top of it Can you get the album on Spotify? Can you listen to it on Spotify or was it exclusive? I'm not too sure how that is there It's could um when It dark, I think. That's the album. Oh, When It dark. Oh, wow. Limited See, edition that, digital album.
1: That's interesting because we also talked about it as well, Andy, where we both said that NFTs can literally change the future of music forever. Because Spotify had a, has, a, has had a monopoly on music for a long time. And only recently, Amazon Music, Amazon amazon music apple music um all these other like small more streaming services started popping up as well right and apple was smart to release a music streaming service because of their ecosystem that they have everything's all interconnected it's easier for everyone to have apple right so they've they've monopolized the market right apple i'd say apple amazon spotify i'd say spotify is still the biggest but i'd say those are the three monopolies in the market right this changes everything because you can you can buy an nft for your an nft album of your favorite artist, and it won't be on these streaming sites you will own that only you will own that and no one else will own it because you know these artists make money off the amount of times a number of times that you stream their music on your devices but well, you own the nft it's like I still buy some CD's, every now and then I have like maybe 4 CD's of artists I really like and I'll buy their CD's, right? This is easier, not many people own a CD player anymore. You can just buy an NFT and it changes everything because they'll be listening to that song on the NFT. Yeah like, I'd say the resale value, like you said, Kevin, 24 days ago, now it's $24. It does depend on the artists, I'd say. And the one thing that Spotify still has going is the number of concurrent streams it runs for these artists. That artists continue to make money per stream, right? But at the same time, they're still going to be releasing money on Spotify. If anything, you could see musicians, artists, go to another level in terms of their wealth. Drake could become a very 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 rich man you know what i'm trying to say in the sense that they they'll release it both they'll release it streaming and they'll release an nft and drake can price any of his if drake releases an album on nft he can price it a hundred thousand dollars and it'll sell out do you know what i mean like, Yeah. If, it's, it's essentially
0: all... like a stock for the artist because like you know us as fans want to invest in their favorite artists and, and you know we're giving them money for Hopefully to make money, well. right This, this, this <laughs>
1: is our fault, bro. This is our fault. We're contributing to capitalism. We're making them get richer. We're 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 widening we're widening the gap in society as it is. It's it's a, it's an our fault just wanting to consume that music, you know. Damn. <laughs> Damn, bro. I'll listen. I'll keep listening on Spotify. In saying that, if my favorite artist, if Dave releases an NFT, I will go heavens above to try and buy an NFT. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as it is, I spend a lot of money on just a special merch line that, you know, my artist, um, he released. So, it's one of those things, yeah. Inevitably, we say that we don't want to contribute to that welfare but at the end of the day, we always... When it are...
0: comes to your fan, your favorite, you 100% do it. And yeah, I do say that as well. If Dave does do it, you 100% buy it. <laughs> nah, but he's good. I've been listening to him recently as well.
1: And yeah, I hate it, I hate it. Definitely, yeah. definitely
0: missed out previously, but... Nah, why nah, the hype
1: train? It's so good, but Andy, yeah, I'm keen. Which like, have you got your eyes on any crypto punks at, at the moment, or is it just like yeah, you're you're having a geese, having a gander, brow Dude, I was like,
2: like watching the market for like the longest time when it was like the floor price was twenty ETH, twenty five ETH, and I sort of knew what was worth. There was like, there was like the one with the hoodies were worth like I don't know hundred ETH. The ones that um, had Um, these sort of um, cyborgs so like I knew the prices and then all of a sudden went from 20 ETH to 100 ETH 140 ETH and all the everything's whack now so I think I'm just gonna just wait for the floor price to drop and buy one but talking about dude two things one there, there might be a chance we don't even have a like global financial crisis like, maybe, like with all this capitalism, all money, everyone's spending money, the money is going into pockets of these rappers, they're spending money. Maybe all this inflation is going somewhere and it's going into this VR world. Um, and secondly, I think when the VR world comes out, what's gonna happen is when you have like a limited edition, one of a thousand, I don't know, Drake's single, he only released a, a thousand NFTs and each one is like, hundred thousand each, as you said, Christian. So if you have it, and it, it, it costed it a hundred thousand, but now it's worth a million because it's so popular. You play, you go into the VR world, you have the song, you play it in your house, you pick up some chick, and you're, hey, do you want to come back to my house and listen to Drake's? Limited edition, one out of a thousand song. They come into your house. They're listening to it, and you can't listen to it anywhere else. So you can pay people to come to your house and listen to it. Like that's gonna happen, I reckon. Like that's how like music is gonna become like limited edition. I don't know. Now I'm just rambling.
1: You're <laughs> going into the um into the world of Ready Player One. You know what we should do, boys? I reckon we should. Right here, right now, if we started an NFT regulation organization for Australia, we'd be rich. We'd, we'd, we'd actually be... We'd, I'm I'm not even kidding right now. You can laugh what you want, but if we start the first NFT regulator within Australia... Jeez. Because there's no regulations. You can do whatever you want. You can charge whatever you want. You can own however many you want. You can do whatever you want. Like with like with Bitcoin, like cryptocurrency is different. I'd say cryptocurrencies NFTs, although they're aligned in the sense that you purchase NFTs with cryptocurrency, right? But they're still different. The markets are still quite different. If we start a Australian regular, because there's no point, we can never go international, but if we start an Australian regulation, oh, boys, I'm telling you, yeah. we'd be swimming. We'd be swimming. Uh,
0: definitely. Because NFTs and stuff right now is so unregulated. You know, you never know. How, like, there's a lot of people who might be money laundering doing this, trying to hide their money, you know. There's big, big money in here. That's you know, that's, you know. A, that's a shout. That's oh, a shout. Normal art. Have you heard about the period that uh, normal art in museums and stuff? You know how, why they price so high? And like, you know, all the rich people, all the gangsters, you know, mafias have art. It's, yeah. You know, they can money launder that's like a big theory there as well and you know nft is digital art so it's like aligned in that in that same world as well
1: that's that's very interesting that's actually very i never thought about it in the sense that there's a lot of new risks for aml um sanctions regulations etc as well but oh it'd be it'd be interesting to see how we can possibly try and start like how do you go about starting a regulation a reg like how do you become a regulatory body you know what i mean because you need to operate within the laws of the australian government so you need to be an australian government approved body to do that you probably need to be work yeah you probably need to be working closely with the government so
0: but you're mm. making big money
1: oh, and the thing is because we'd be the one starting it would be make we'd be lobbying and starting all these laws just like whatever at the start just benefits us like at that time like whatever we hold or whatever would be corrupt as hell which would be facilitating the money laundering that's going on
2: Dude, like talking about like regulation, I'm looking back, so Logan Paul, when he did like the box break for his Pokemon, he released these NFTs, sold them for one each each. They've all gone down in value, they're all like worthless now, and I think that's why you probably need regulations. But he's coming up with this new crypto company, CryptoZoo, where it's like you buy an egg and it hatches and you get an animal. So it's like eggs, but you get animals, but like, yeah, some probably needs to regulate
1: it see when you said crypto zoo you say you buy an egg it hatches it becomes an animal that just sounds like an nft to me so like see what i mean yeah there's no yeah b- it's nft yeah there's no, there's the no b- oh i thought you said crypto is it a crypto or is it it's like you know crypto punks are like nfts crypto
2: monkeys or like
1: cryptos got you got you sorry i thought it was a cryptocurrency i read somewhere that it was a cryptocurrency i think i got it all wrong but um yeah, there still needs to be a, a very big border between the, do, the two. Like It needs to be like a, a big wall of a border. But yeah, like the thing is, if you become an influencer, you can just release whatever the fuck you want and people will buy it at the end of the day. You know what I mean? But yeah, it can go down. And at the end of the day, who's the one running to the banks? The YouTubers. And what happens? Phase, phase K gets kicked out of Phase Clan. You know what I mean? So
0: Like, something is regulated. Like, a lot of people that are going to make a lot of money and there's also a lot of people that are going to lose a lot of money because you know, people can just do rug pools, like kind of have, like phase case, crypto. So like j- jumping onto new projects, you gotta like be careful that this stuff don't happen, you know, And but you obviously can't control that.
1: And so uh, like yeah. at the end of the day, like as, as the children of first generation migrants, the one thing that we're always taught, or the, the thing that we're always taught when we move to a new country is financial stability and all that and invest in property because it's, you know, properties, Property is one of those things where no matter what anyone says, in my opinion, no matter what anyone says, it's like, oh yeah, it's good, but you know, it's, you can make money elsewhere, like more money elsewhere. You definitely can, but there's no denying that property is property, you know what I mean? Property is property. It's safe. It's the good way to go. And yeah, like the one thing that we were taught is financial stability, you know, maintaining yet growing your wealth at a steady rate to make sure that you can provide for your family, et cetera. But it's interesting because the world's changing. You either dive headfirst into this or watch from a corner like i'm kind of just watching from a corner right now just watching it all unfold and just like do i dive it i don't think i'm ever going to dive headfirst into it but i can appreciate what's going around and around you know what i mean but yeah andy i want to see you dive headfirst into it just so i can continue watching from the side i want i want to see that crypto fun, bro i want to be like yeah bro my friend has a crypto fun. like you know those memes of like of that meme of like a guy shouting into a girl's ear at like a at a at a at a random bar or a pub or a club or whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, I have crypto. like, and then she's like, looks so disinterested. Yeah, my friend Andy has a crypto phone. Yeah, it's good. It's worth like 1,000 euros.
2: I like the meme where I sent this to Christian. It's like a meme of Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet in Titanic. How like, he shows her like a book of his drawings. But like the current meme is, it's a book of your NFTs. You're showing girls, hey, look at my NFT
1: collection. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's, 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 that's you in the future, bro. Manifest it, manifest it. Say right now, manifest, oh, actually, you'll have your crypto phone. Kevin will have the NFTs, bro. Kevin's going to have, you know, those old booklets that you used to have, like with pirated CDs inside it, and you'd open it up, you'd have, like, The Incredibles or whatever. Those old, back in those days, you know, the pirated DVD booklet. Brian, it's just Kevin's booklet of the NFTs now where he goes, see this one here? <laughs> That's a bore. <boring. laughs>
0: Maybe not in time in the um now, but yeah, definitely wanna get into them after, you know, I get understand a bit more and wait till the market kinda of stabilises a bit. Because it's too much risk right now because even crypto itself, the currency used to purchasing the NFTs, is like not stable. Ethereum's going up, going down, going up, going down. And so far, right now, because um, Ethereum is going higher, NFT prices are actually dropping. Because, yeah, because you need the Ethereum to purchase NFTs. So of course, you know Ethereum is going to go up in value yeah. because now it's more higher in demand. And as and a result, then, NFT as prices NFT prices drop down. Yeah, and so like so you have to wait a bit. <laughs> it's, it's
1: it's it's funny you mention that because like yeah. I was that same one day I was like looking through OpenSea I was checking it all and then I message Andy I'm like. I, like, I'm really contemplating, like, putting, like, ten to $20,000 into ETH, like, right now. Like, you know that crypto drop that we had, like, a few months ago? I honestly, hand in my heart, regret not putting, like, thirty k into ETH just because of, you know, NFTs and all that, you know what I mean? But it's, like, it's a weird seesaw that we're seeing right now, isn't it? Because there's no stability, there's no knowing what happened. So, it's, like, NFT demand is, like, probably up there. ETH could be there, but, you know, like, back then, back then yeah what can you do my initial strategy was stock
2: up on nft and then when you have N- i mean stock up on e- ethereum and then when you have a lot of ethereum put the ethereum into like an nft so you get double appreciation the nft is going to appreciate but then the value of eth is going to appreciate that was the initial goal but like i couldn't save up 20 ETH fast enough to get a crypto pump
0: before it blew up but yeah <laughs> You know, there's a new crypto because um, you know how Ethereum right now is used to, on OpenSea. Have you heard about Solana?
2: Yeah, I've heard Solana. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it went up in price like crazy because it's because um, when you buy NFTs, have you heard about the gas fee? So that's the fee that you have to pay um, when you know purchasing NFT or even like trans- moving like Ethereum right You're in the blockchain, and it costs like 100, 200 bucks Where Solana. Apparently, it's like apparently it's really really small amount. It's like zero point zero 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 five which is like a couple of dollars. Dude, I was I mean, trying to, yeah. I
2: was trying to transfer $500 from one exchange to another exchange. Mm-hmm. And through the exterior Ethereum blockchain, guess how much the fee was? $50 to mm-hmm. transfer like $500, $50 transfer fee. Mm-hmm.
0: Because it's so expensive. Like I believe like Solana and stuff are going to overtake it soon. Unless Ethereum changes over to their new um, work of stake. Because right now it is, um, I was
2: gonna say at the beginning of the year, I just bought a bunch of coins like Solana, OGN, XRP, um, Feel Coin. I bunch of, bought a bunch of coins and like some of them are green, some of them are still. I bought a bunch of like Shiba coins, Akita coins. And I think initially my gut feeling, my, my like my sort of fear was like, all right, once once it goes green, just sell it and get rid of it. But I have a new theory. I think I'm not gonna sell anything. I'm just gonna hold it forever. Like I think. People make the mistake of selling when they make 200% return, 300% return, but, like, the people who make the most money, they just hold it forever, and that's when you get the f*** you bought it at a dollar, and now it's worth, like, a thousand dollars, like, Amazon or, or Apple, and that's a, what Warren Buffett does, and that's where the one out of ten shit coins you bought will make you not only return on the nine other shit coins but you'll make like an exponential return on the initial investment but a lot of people make the mistake of oh shit i'm 300 percent up let's sell um so hopefully i don't know we'll see if my theory pans out
1: yeah like just shove your money into like kf7 and just be like you know what whatever happens happens one blows up that's all you need you just need one to blow up and then
2: <laughs> and the tough and part is holding and you're not selling that one when it blows up because it's tough yeah. like dude my some of these are like up to 300 percent. i'm like should i just sell i don't even know what this coin does like avax my avax i put in like 500 it's worth a thousand five hundred i don't know what it does but <laughs>
0: <laughs> how much solana do you have right now
1: Let's see. Let me see. See in the meantime, while you search it up, see Kev, you mentioned mm-hmm. that there's fees going transferring in between NFTs, or mm-hmm. there's a there's a fee associated with purchasing it and that's where Solana yeah. comes in. See, that's where you need the regulation, see, because they could just do whatever. But if you think yeah. about it more so that there's like the way I think about it, if you're purchasing something in AUD and then suddenly there's a fee in USD, it's kind of just a bit like but why how can you do that like you know that's that's not fair at all because you're essentially just getting charged more based on charging usd fee because the currency is stronger you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so the regulation really needs to be imposed there Mm -hmm. and saying i reckon just one like a stipulated fee in 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 one crypto as yeah. opposed to just having a Solana. But in saying that, I think I'm going to go and put like a thousand five hundred to Solana as soon as this podcast is finished. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like, I, 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 I heard about it before you mentioned yeah. it, but I didn't know it was like, you know, using the fee conversion. I don't know. I'll talk yeah. to you after. I'll talk to you after this. Yeah, please.
0: no, definitely because um, I was definitely researching into all this and um, like getting into NFTs right now is such a um, high cost to um, enter. as a high cost barrier to enter because gas fees are crazy like you, you know you're purchasing like you're trying to get into the buy Ethereum and trying to transfer and buying an NFT you get to pay $150 in fees so that's why you're like damn like all that money just goes like that like 150 bucks and in Solana that's actually what it's like a competitor of Ethereum now because it's a proof of stake it's a different version of like Ethereum and Bitcoin where you know previously it was a proof of work like that's why they're so expensive trying to transfer over so Solana um, I do think we'll probably overtake Ethereum maybe in the future because it's cheaper fees.
1: Andy, how much?
2: It's so funny seeing this different side of Kev, is like super analytical. When he said proof of stake, I was like, damn, all right, he knows his stuff, he knows his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so with gas fees, I know things like ADA, um, things like DOT, things like AVAX, they're all like Ethereum competitors. So I got into all those pretty early. Solana looks it's, it looks like it's so high right now. It's like yeah. and it's like at its peak. So I don't know if I Would get into it. And I also said hey, I need to stop buying all these random coins I don't know about so so I'm sticking to Bitcoin, Ethereum, ADA, DOT um, Those are the four main ones. I'm gonna just buy sell when it's high sell a bit buy more when it's at the bottom and just accumulate those, buy and sell, and all the other 20 coins I bought, just like, hold them till I die. <laughs> so, we'll see, we'll see. But, other than that, dude, what's your think <coughs> on, like, business class? Like, I can't imagine, because business class is, like, three times more expensive than economy. Like, economy might be, like, a hundred bucks, or like we'll make something more of this. Like if you're flying to Asia, it'll cost four hundred dollars for economy, but for business, it's two thousand five hundred. The same thing. but like I, I do, like I, I'm not gonna like shoot myself in the foot and say I'm never gonna fly business. But like that's pretty crazy, isn't it? Have you? Yeah. What's your thoughts on business class,
1: Kev? I think Kev, you've 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 travelled business class.
0: No, I haven't. I've never. Oh, you haven't.
1: Personally, personally, I don't think i could yeah. but in saying that if i get to a point where i am yeah you know yeah. but I'd, I'd only do so on the long long haul flights australia to london no stop or australia to because at the end of the day i'm six foot i literally hate the leg room in front of me in flights whenever i got like sit on a flight like when i went to japan um earlier on last year because it was a kind of a time where it was like, covid no one really knew what covid was it was all that there. there's a lot of spare room on the flight so i just um just found it like you know how there's sometimes sets of three on the window i just found a set of three for myself at the back and i just sat down in there like i asked the flight attendant of course and that's my own business class you know what i mean i made my own business class <laughs> in the set of three back there but I, I can't do that i can't i remember flying
2: to america and it was like during covid time or something or just before and i got lucky three rows and i just put up the seats and lie down I'll, I'll lie down
1: on the three seats and i was like damn like how lucky i'm like it felt like christmas didn't it like that was an amazing feeling because you don't get that especially on a flight to america you don't get those free seats so i was kind of like "Bro, you make the most out of it dude I, I i personally couldn't fly business class i just i just can't see me doing it but in saying that it's not something i wouldn't try you know what i mean like wouldn't want to try
0: i don't think business class is like worth it but it was not something i wouldn't say no to if i do get the chance and I have the money to um like i've asked my dad as well like my mom she travels all the time she doesn't tra- travel in business class my dad doesn't travel in business class they've only done it like once or twice they they all just fly economy <laughs> yeah you
1: no know, because at the end of the day like i i i just can't see the value in it like you don't get much out of it as opposed to the people that are sitting in Unless I have a chef right next to me that's like preparing some godly sort of foods and like, you know, he like he's got like a whole station there and I'm like, I'm getting pampered as hell. I can't do it, dude. Like, I just can't. Like, I'm get, like I'm going to be paying thousands of dollars more to sit on the same plane, maybe get some more extra leg room, you know what I mean? And like a comfy little seat and I, I don't know, I, I just can't see. I I genuinely just can't see it. But at the same like
0: your company pays for it. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then there's first class. First class is like, dude.
2: If if economy is 500, first class is like two thousand. I mean, business class is two thousand. First class is like ten thousand, literally ten thousand dollars for the same thing that people pay five hundred. But one argument I see is like, there's this, there's this young entrepreneur. He says that he goes on business class because he wants to feel refreshed when he lands into the country for his business meeting and he wants to give his clients the best sort of um, a service possible so he could fly his business.
1: <laughs> Ellen, get some sleep on the plane. yet. But you know what? Oh, I Ellen. think it's worth it. Private
2: jet, boys. Private jet. We're going to We're gonna get a private jet. And then I, I think that give me like give it 10 years. 10 years. be flying around in a pirate jet and I think that's a cool experience. You know what it
1: you know what it is though I think PJs private jets are a lot more accessible and something that's like deemed of a higher like it's a lot more accessible in America. America's huge how many states in America? I don't know how many states are but it's huge, right? There's there's airports everywhere, there's landing ports everywhere all the celebrities in america get private jets because it's literally so accessible whereas here you just got bloody sydney airport brisbane melbourne whatever and that's it that's all you can fly to you can get like you can become a pilot and like have your own plane and stuff but like you can only land in like those small airports but like I like you know what i mean like in the sense that private jets are held in a in a higher regard in american stuff whereas over here you can get away with not using a private jet all the time whereas over there it's like but i can see you i can see it. like 100 percent, bro private jet it's your own jet like you just go wherever you want but you know what i mean like in america it's like easier to access and one of those things where it's you see all the celebrities doing it
0: what about getting a dot
2: andy yeah, i think like that's like super next level so with the private jet that's like efficient like if you're flying like every month twice a month three times a month you save so much time you have privacy there's like no paparazzi um, it's just worth it because your time is so valuable but yacht, it's like just like you have this money you buy something crazy you spend 20,000 a month just to like keep it docked and then every time you bring it out, you spend $1,000 on fuel, you spend like another $2,000 just having it operating. Like, that's like next level money, I reckon, yeah. That will be cool though.
0: Like eight, eight figures and shit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Dude, with the CryptoPunks, sometimes you see, since everything's public, you always see CryptoPunks getting sold for like one Ethereum, for like 0.01 Ethereum. And then you go to the comments, um because there's this like twitter bot that posts all these sales and everyone's like money laundering it's hiding from the IRS. so that's something they do apparently they buy it for like a hundred ethereum and they sell it to themselves to a different wallet for like 0.01 ethereum and i don't know how that works but you, you then tax value. i don't know yeah there's so many things unregulated dude there's this thing called pancake swap there's all these weird things like Pancake Swap, Sushi Swap, all these weird crypto things. But you can transfer your crypto into Pancake Swap and trade there and no one knows. When you trade and buy things on Binance, you did the KYC where they have your details, they have your passport, so the ATO knows what's going on. But when you, put your, you transfer your coins into Pancake Swap, it's like they don't see anything. Yeah,
1: I think that's the whole point of cryptocurrency in the sense that you know pushing towards a decentralized form of internet currency under the radar, new world order, government doesn't know what I'm doing. I don't want anyone to know what I'm doing. Kind of shifty, kind of anti-money uh, kind of money laundering, and it's just this boys, boys, I'm telling you right now, what would what would we name a regulated regulatory body? We've got to name it something. Um gotta think of like a like a like a funny cool name to name a regulatory body it'd be funny but um yeah man this is, this is why like the thing is having a regulatory body goes against everything that these crypto nfts stand for decentralization and I mean, it just starts me like yeah what now you know what i mean like yeah nah i didn't think so it's too <laughs> regulated
0: or nightclub yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask for I
1: Enter. Before you enter, it's like yeah, uh, yeah, you could.
2: What what what, what are we could?
1: We got to think of a name. I was gonna
2: say solid episode. Any other things you wanted to talk about or or anything on your mind, Kevin, before we wrap things up? This is a solid episode. Time flew by. Like when the 50 minute mark came, I was like, usually we're done at 50, but it was it was like just in the middle of it. Now we're sort of near done. But anything you wanted to bring up before we wrap things up, Kevin?
0: Nah, um, I think we talked about a lot of stuff that, you know, that I've been doing recently as well, you know, yeah, NFTs, you know, going about just life at work as well. Nah, it was good. It's good having a chat with you guys. Haven't had a chat with you guys, both of you guys in like a long time, you know, we've been locked down. Yeah, having me, you know, i enjoyed it. After this, after we film this
2: episode, we'll kick it for a bit. I want to hear about the, the the property stuff you've been telling me before, and and all those different things. We'll leave that for for the post post podcast. But yeah, I really appreciate you coming on, Kev. I really appreciate you as a friend. Really appreciate you being there since day one. Really appreciate all the support. Uh, thanks so much for joining, Christian. You can wrap it up.
1: Yeah, echoing on episode 51. Thank you guys so much for listening as well. Our TikTok is getting a little bit more support. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on TikTok. Like our stuff. Um, it's all free. We're not going to charge you to subscribe. Please subscribe. But yeah, like thank you so much, Kevin, for agreeing to come on. I'm going to force you to come on again in the near future because you have nothing to do on the weekends. It's lockdown. Don't give me an excuse. But yeah, thank no, you so look, much. i
0: definitely... Uh, again next like whenever it's possible again
1: yeah yeah like like i said i'm gonna make you anyway <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening episode 51 uh
0: thanks for sure. thanks andy peace guys